Hey everyone, welcome back to the Bloom Social Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Garcia. Joining me as always, we have Bailey Sutton and Steven Shoemaker. Gentlemen, how has your day been? Been pretty good, man. We've been busy working, but all around good. Yes, sir. It's hot. It's uh, it's just a beautiful day in Colorado. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. How are you doing, Christian? I'm good, man. Like, life's been busy. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, in the past couple pods, we've been talking about things starting to open up. Actually went to the gym for the first time what? in like almost two months yesterday. Man, the gyms um, are open there? Yeah, they are, but they're at limited capacity. So, man. like, you have to sign up. I think they are only letting like 40 people at a time and you only get an hour long block. Okay. So I was basically there for an hour, but there was far less than 40 people there. Yeah. There's probably 10 people there. Yeah. Um, I understand that's probably the worst place to be (laughs) if you're worried about the virus. But I, today I felt this strange combination of muscle soreness and like elevated energy. Really? Like it's been a while since I've felt this like good mm. <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. like because it's it's good to run obviously it's good to get your heart rate up but yeah. there's nothing quite like lifting weights mm, yeah man. so it was kind of good to be back tried not to get too depressed about how much muscle i had lost yeah dude so. <laughs> me and steve went to this uh like outdoor gym um not too far from here or my place and uh we were working out and we we're like oh man we're weak <laughs> we are so weak, weak. Yeah, <laughs> I felt so wimpy. I'm like, man, how did I let this Embarrassing. happen? <laughs> There's just not really much you could do. Yeah, though. yeah, that's I mean, true. Yeah, it's except for try to keep, try to keep yourself in good, good mental spirits. Yeah, uh, which I feel like we've all done a pretty decent job of doing so far. That's right. Thanks to the podcast. Thank you guys. Thank you. For, yeah, thank you to the listeners for keeping our mental spirits up. <laughs> well. In the spirit of what today's episode is about, we're going to hop right into the topic. And today's topic is about providing value with your social media. So technically, this is this is considered social media. So let's let's go ahead and cut out some noise Mm -hmm. and just hop straight into value. So Bailey, this was a topic that you formulated and uh, brought to Steve and I. So why don't you kind of discuss what we'll be talking about today and kind of some of the things we'll be going through. Yeah. So today, you know, obviously, like you said, Christian, I want to talk about how to provide value to your audience on social media. And this is primarily for businesses, but also this can be applied to uh, someone's personal brand. Um, So where do you start and how do you do it? I mean, social media is the most effective marketing tool business businesses can utilize uh, to raise brand uh, awareness and recognition. Um, and the way to do that is you want to continually pump out uh, valuable content. So we're going to be talking about how do you do that and how to stay consistent. And one of the things where I would say, you know, to start is you need to, do, to determine your, uh, your target audience. Who are you marketing to? Who buys from you if you're, you have your product or service? And determining that target audience, I think, is the, is the first important step into going down the line of providing valuable content so yeah, yeah. before we before we dig in deeper i and before i forget mm-hmm. i want to actually touch on what you started your your uh your, your topic with which was you know it could be for businesses but also for personal brands yeah. one of the crazy things about the 21st century is your personal brand can be your business exactly right yeah. i know uh my sister-in-law has like a makeup 
uh, Instagram page. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, she gets free product from that, but she's also, uh, she's getting paid, you know, paid advertisements and sponsorships. So exactly. well, that's one of the cool things about social media that I, I can't really remember another time in history where you're, you really are selling your personal brand and that can be your business, whether that's, you know, in, in the example I just used in the makeup world or uh, if you're like a personal trainer. Yeah. I know a lot of these um, like Instagram fitness models are kind of selling their own brand as well. And so it's really unique just kind of how social media has developed this almost new type of business where your personal brand is something you could sell. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's cool if you're a, a personal brand, you know, and you're just starting out you, you know, you kind of have an advantage if you're a full-fledged business because you kind of have a blank canvas. You know, you're making the, so- the platform of social media your business. So it's really up to you on how you want to create it and how you want to develop it. Um, but, you know, like I said, keeping consistent with valuable content is key. So the first topic you wanted to bring about or you wanted to talk about was um, just kind of how to get started, right, by defining your audience. Yeah. So, uh, Steve, what are some thoughts that you have kind of in how we've done it here at Bloom in terms of defining defining that initial audience that you want to target? Yeah, like Bailey's saying, this is super key. I mean, you got to know who you're selling to before you start selling. Um, this is It's like, you know, the, you either cast out a big net or you're going fishing for individual fish, right? And you got to determine, um, you know, where who's going to be interested in your product, why they're interested in your product, and all of those things will go into producing quality content that provide value. So, um, I mean, just to pull from examples, let's see. Um, say you're selling sports paraphernalia, right? So you have, you resold, say, you know, flags or something. You got to, obviously, your target audience is going to be people who enjoy that sports uh, that sports team. So, you know, determining that is obviously key. Um, how we determine... Um, you can go check out your competitors. That's a that's a huge first step. Um, see who they're targeting. Um, you can kind of scalp their comp- their current followers if you're starting out f- like from fresh, um, from with a blank slate. Definitely checking out who your competitors are following. Why? Um, try to decipher why they're following them, and then doing it better. Um, and also, you know, retargeting their audience can be can be uh, a useful thing to do. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of a place to start is generally we look at the competitors, see what they're doing, see how we can do it better. Yeah. It's always a good idea to monitor and study, um, your competitors and what they're doing and you can mimic that and figure out ways to do it better. Like you said, and, um, that in turn just, you know, makes your page stronger and it makes, uh, you know, your audience, um, you know, want to engage with you more, you know? So understanding your target audience as a business, I think when you start on social media, you know, look at your business as it is currently, who's buying from you now, who who is using your services now, and then uh, take that into account when you're growing your following on social media. Um, as far as like providing value, um, one of the easiest ways and, you know, the, the first things you can do on social media is, you know, uh, showing people, you know, what's going on behind the scenes in your business. So, you know, social media is your platform to entertain, educate, and, you know, interact and engage with your followers. So if your business is doing something really cool behind the scenes, then share it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, a great like, example of that, we've been, uh, we worked with the Gelato Shop for a little while, and I'm not, I'm not sure if we, I shared this prior, but um, we, uh, 
not a lot of people get to see the behind the scenes of that, um, how they make the gelato, right? And that's um, mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting thing. And um, obviously, it's done in, uh, behind closed doors. But um, when you when you show your 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 uh, target audience and your audience that kind of thing, it makes them feel like they're part of the business, and they they right. develop start to develop like an emotional connection to the business. So that's yeah. a huge part of um, providing value is is providing that emotional connection for your audience. Yeah. 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 It's very personal. You know, you're showing people, it's almost like, you know, like if you're, when you go into the storefront, yeah, like you said, uh, Steve, you don't, they don't know how gelato is made when you're in the storefront, you just see it made already. And, you know, putting content out, videos, pictures, steps on how to make gelato, how to, how to make gelato at home, you know, take it home. And, uh, I think that in itself is very, very valuable and people see an insight to your business that they normally don't see. And for that reason, you know, that, that is a, a reason for them to follow you. Yeah, giving them the reason. That's huge. Now, one of the things that will come up quite commonly when you approach this topic is how much, how much of it do you give away, right? right. So, take, take, so you can take a look at this podcast, for example, right? So when we're creating content, you know, regarding social media management, we always have to start the podcast with the discussion. Well, how much do we really want to give away? Sure. Yeah. Right. Gelato, right. Teach people how to make it at home. Well, how much do you really want to give away? Sure. Right. So that, but I would encourage people when you're asking that question to say, okay, really identify what makes you, you, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to divulge all of your trade secrets, right? Like you, you know, if we told everybody how to do what we did, we wouldn't be in business. Exactly. Right? Um, but you have to go pretty far in that direction to really divulge kind of the unique qualities of your business because that's kind of one of the big things in software that's a big issue that I deal with is, well, how much do you want to tell people about what you do mm-hmm. before you start telling them how you do it? Yeah. Right? Because you can tell people like, hey, we provide all these cool features and, and whatnot, but you're not giving them the means to just go back and recreate it themselves. So yeah, sure. there's a fine balance there, but I think people tend to lean too conservatively on that where they could they could share more information and they could share more, you know, insider tips and tricks and whatnot without, you know, to, to, to build kind of the, the audience, mm-hmm. um, the, to build the following without necessarily giving away what makes you you. Yeah, sure. Right. Sure. I, I, yeah, it, it depends, you know, it varies per industry, right? I think, you know, going back to the gelato example, like I think this could kind of, I don't know, this might ma- help it make sense a little bit more. You know, if we're saying, okay, here's how you make gelato at home, um, you're kind of giving general like ingredients and yeah, the, the yeah. general recipe that you can get at the store. But, you know, you're not, they're not saying this is how we make it. This is how, this is what we use. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's right. that, you know, there's that kind of difference there. But it definitely varies per industry and if you provide a product or service. So, you know, you got to find that balance. And a lot of times when we talk to clients about, hey, we want to show people how you do this and what it means and, you know, just put it out there as valuable content. And they don't really understand. They're like, well, why? I don't want to do anything that gives away any information about my business and how yeah. I operate, what I, you know, my services are, how I operate with my services but then you 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 kind of discuss it with them like how we're having this discussion about it and then they kind of understand a little bit more and then you know you can see on social media that 
relays to your followers, you know, and uh, you get a real response. Yeah, and uh, taking a different direction. So with uh, some of our law firm clients, you know, giving giving little tips and tricks um, can also be seen as you know providing value. So you know, like okay, say you know you're in a car accident. What do you do next? Right? You give them you give them information that leads them to your doorstep, right? It leads them to give yeah. you a phone call. So um, you know, kind of tapping back into this, providing enough value that they still come knocking, but not so much that. Uh, they don't need you anymore, right? And I mean, a law firm's right. a, it's an, it's a kind of a unique perspective or a unique company where you know they can't do it without you. Generally, you know, most people are not lawyers, mm-hmm. so um, it's kind of an easy easy sell on that perspective. In that end. But uh, yeah, leading them to you without giving them the entire package, you know, leaving yeah, leaving them sure. with questions still, you know, or and engaging mm-hmm. with more questions near the end, you know. So. Yeah, I think that's really important, Steve. Is to is to Provide value, but leave them with more questions because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that'll get the phone call. That'll get the phone ringing. So kind of providing the value. Here's five tips to do this. Here's how you do this. Um, but, you know, you want to keep that mystery of, <laughs> you know, not revealing, yeah. you know, the end result. <laughs> so you get the phone call ringing. You know, like, like you said, you know, keep the questions in the air, you know, because we're ready to answer them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a perfect segue to another way of providing values, constantly encouraging um, questions in conversation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. inspiring questions. So, um, you know, asking questions to your audience or asking them to ask you questions. Those are a great way yeah. to provide value, whether that be, tw- exactly. be like live streams, um, you know, live with your audience, talking to them, having them ask questions live and then answering them live, you know, um, being yeah, authentic totally. and real in that way. Yeah, it's like, you know, Allowing them to be heard, I think, is really crucial to your social following and your social presence um, because, you know, they're your followers, but they're also customers and potential customers. So allowing them to be heard is huge. You know, you want to nurture that. Um, and I think that on Instagram and all these social platforms, they allow that, you know, they provide the tools for that. You know, on Instagram, there's, you know, polls and questions and countdowns and all of this stuff you can do to, uh you know, create engagement, but also, you know, allowing them to be heard and ask questions. And, you know, we're ready to be, we're ready to be personal and, you know, engage with them individually. Yeah. I think one of the topics that we discussed kind of off the pot at one point was some of the different uh, approaches you can take. Like there was a number, I think that was the last blog that we posted was some of the different types of voices, right? You know, we have some of the companies like we talked about Slim Jim, mm-hmm. right? Who's like basically a meme account. Yeah. Or like Wendy's is kind of in that boat as well. Yeah. Um, you have companies that kind of act more as thought leadership. Right. You have companies that, um, you know, just post relevant things about the industry that maybe it's not stuff that's going on with them, uh, but just stuff that's relevant to your audience base. And so I think there's so many different approaches and nailing down one might not necessarily be as hard as you think and the idea is to keep trying until you find that one that really nurtures the type of response that you're looking for so i think a lot of times when people take a look at social media they see it as well shoot i don't really know what i want to do i don't know what's going to be successful yeah but there are so many different roads to get to that area and you kind of have to define success for yourself at first Right. I think 
I mean, that's just good life advice. Right. Yeah. Right? What are your goals? If you want to, if you want to reach a goal, you got to define what is the goal, right? Step so one, yeah. is it, is it more sales? Is it higher brand awareness? Is it, you know, you want to get your name circulating among, you know, influencers or defining that goal on the front end really does help dictate the steps you take in order to achieve it. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I think with the, with the Slim Jim example, it's interesting because you look at their feed from a thousand foot view. I mean, they, like you said, either memes just everywhere, you know, comedic memes, and it's just a meme account <laughs> under Slim Jim. But if you go to those posts and look at the comments, like they're responding to most people. I mean, they're making it known like, hey, hey we're here. We're, 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 we are real. We're not, you know, unreachable. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. And, and just to kind of expound on that, their, their goal is to be top of mind and, when yeah. you when you think of memes, they want you to think of Slim Jim. And when you walk into the store, they want you to have just you know gotten a reply from Slim Jim, and and it yeah. inspires you to hey, I'm gonna support that because it's an entertaining thing. And they've also built a community around it. It's the it's a Slim Jim gang. It's a so yeah, they, you know, just they've 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 made a, a couple different approaches to it, and you know, it's really working out great. Or else we wouldn't be talking about it, you know. Right. Yeah. It's wild to me that heavily processed meat snacks can be top of mind all the time. Is it meat? Right. Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, who who really even knows at this point? Um, I saw, I think it was a uh, an Onion article. Did you guys follow these like meat shortage articles? Yeah, a little bit. That were going around, which I never personally experienced a meat shortage. Um, doesn't mean it didn't happen, but I just personally didn't see any. Um, but one of the, uh, I think it was the onion was like Taco Bell completely unaffected by the meat. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, kind of like the same concept with Slim Jim. It's like, I wonder how much they were really affected. Yeah. What's in there really? (laughs) Yeah. That's funny, man. No. And I think, I think taking memes as an example and kind of blowing that up into a bigger, you know, kind of lesson learned from that is they're not salesy, Mm -hmm. right? They're not posting, hey, go buy a Slim Jim today. Like, yeah. I think people people joke about that, right? Yeah. Like, um, like on a lot of the podcasts that I listen to that are not sponsored by somebody, uh, I listen to this one golf podcast that's just absolutely hilarious, and they talk like that all the time, like um, how they're never going to sell out and how, like, they give these, like, kind of, like, very cliche, like, ad placement. Yeah. Um things like so they give this one for like milky way like when they're on the middle of the course and it's hilarious because it's such a caricature of what people actually do mm. right people try to get too salesy with it they focus too much on the end result exactly. that they don't they don't actually take into account how people respond to it mm. and in the social media world like you can be a hero one day and you can be basically destroyed the next day like if you if you don't do the right things and and again don't let that scare you from playing the social media game because there's way more benefit and and you kind of have to be really big in order for that to apply to you yeah um, yeah but a, a, avoiding the kind of salesy buzz terms you, you need to make sure that that's a part of your game yeah yeah and you know and you know Slim Jim perfects that I think because they provide a good experience. Like that's why do you why do why do you follow accounts? You want a good experience when you go on your phone on Instagram, right? And you know whether you, businesses can do that, they can provide that great experience, and 
all with avoiding the salesy language and, you know, then go out of their way to actively engage with fans and, and treat them like people and not just customers providing facts. They can go, you know, back to providing value, like aside from the meme stuff, you know, you can provide facts about topics relating to your business or in, and industry, you know, putting out that helpful information, the valuable information, all while avoiding the pitch. Yeah, people get enough uh, enough advertisements as it is. You know, that's, yeah. people, we're inundated with advertisements constantly. And um, the last thing people want is more of it. So, I mean, it, businesses really don't think about just having their logo and their brand flashed in front of people's eyes. They don't understand the the really the power that is behind that. And that alone can can change and um, influence a way that someone buys. So, you know, I mean, very rarely will we be making a straight up pitch on a on a social media platform. Very rarely, unless we're doing an ad, right? So, ads are very specifically made for that. But outside of that, we're really trying to stick with providing value. And I think this is probably one of our most important podcasts because you know, providing value is the goal, the number one goal for a social media account i yes. i believe um yes. that's what that's what connects clients to your your business that's what is um that sticks to them they they see that and they they want to follow longer so it all ties into you know not taking a follower for granted because they will unfollow very quickly it's a one click thing you know it's not hard to unfollow so they will <laughs> so yeah. you know being yeah. very conscientious of that and you know not being over salesy is so huge yeah yeah and like and like you said steve you know for the listeners who are business owners we are primarily talking about the organic side of social media so yes, yeah. Providing value on organic, the organic side, so posting and, and commenting on your, your actual accounts and your pages, uh, that's where the value should lie and, you know, you know, and that's where you want to engage with your audience. On the paid ad side, you know, your paid ads are on social media, but that is where you can flat out just, hey, this is an ad, you know, <laughs> here's the pitch. And uh, that's the on the paid side. And so there is a huge difference. And I think sometimes or most of the time with the organic side of social media, they think it's they think it's the same game as paid ads. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's definitely a, uh, a big difference and uh, uh, two different strategies there. Yeah, 100 percent. And that's uh, kind of going back to um, the, the jab, jab, right hook idea. Right. I mean. You know, hitting them, hitting them with information, um, just to provide value, and then once you have provided value, you've built the trust. Because providing value is all about trust. Um, and if if you're giving them information that's you know worthwhile to them, you're you're building that trust between you and the brand in a way that is very difficult to do in any other circumstance. Like providing value over a billboard, that doesn't work. It's you know it's not relationship building. So. You know, building relationships, building community by providing value and providing a space for people to gather around your brand, to have conversations, to, you know, encourage conversations, to come alongside people. It's it's a relational game. Um, Definitely. Social media is 100% a relational game. So, Definitely. And, uh, you know, with providing value, I, I kind of wanted to go into the next um, topic here for, you know, uh, creating content and developing a strategy. Um, so we touched on, you know, providing tips and tricks and um, facts in your industry and also, you know, showing what's going on behind the scenes in your business. But also, you know, as you get going, it, it might be a good decision to um, 
talk about uh, doing a giveaway on on social media. Uh, you know, people love free stuff, and you know, people love to win. And you know, you can create that kind of competitive uh, element to your page by you know uh, inviting people to enter. And you know, not only can you know you can run a successful Instagram contest that you know that raises brand awareness, and you can boost your follower count in a short, a really short period of time. But, you know, it can also foster greater brand consumer relationships, which, you know, it's, it's massive and you're giving them free stuff. And now you have that follower, you have that brand recognition and awareness, and, you know, you, you are growing your account rapidly. Um, I have a little statistic here that accounts that hold uh, Instagram contests grow their following 70% faster than accounts that don't. And that's like, there you go, <laughs> you know, so... Along with all the other topics of providing value, I think, you know, developing a, a strong giveaway strategy, you know, you, you're, you're moving, you know what I mean? And I think the basis of a giveaway on social media is, again, unique to just social media. Because a lot of these yeah. giveaways that at least I've been a part of is uh, like the post and then share it or put it in your story and then comment and like tag yeah tag a friend what what does that cost you zero dollars and zero cents mm -hmm. and that costs you roughly 10 clicks of your right thumb or left thumb if you're left thumbed um <laughs> that's it like cool i could win i could win this pair of shoes i could win you know this this uh starter bundle for you know whatever hobby i could win you know clothes whatever right mm -hmm. by tapping my thumb 10 times, yeah. you know, on, on my phone. And what is a, again, a follower cost you, uh, a follow cost you nothing. And the opportunity, you're still coming out ahead, even if you don't win. Right. Like, yeah. I, at least I had the chance, right? Exactly. And now you're going to continue to follow that brand or company because, Hey, they might do another one, you know, and you have another chance to enter into a new contest. So it's uh it's really engaging. It's if you if if done right, you know, you can generate a big following that yeah. is interested in your product or service, you know. Yeah, just to kind of break down, you know, what we're talking about here. If you haven't seen them, you know, like like Christian was saying, uh, you encourage them if in order to be entered into the contest, they must like, they must follow, they must tag two people, and if you if you have it and the requirements are all really based on you know, what you're offering. So if you're offering something large, it's easier to get them to do more and they're more willing to do more for it, the chance to be entered or the chance to win it um, and to be entered. So, you know, basing, basing the rules of it based on how large your, your reward is, is really, really key. So, I mean, mm -hmm. standard is share, um, share it with a couple friends. That's standard and follow. Yeah. Um, and then if you, I mean, there are larger things where obviously you're commenting and you're tagging more people and you're sharing it to your story and, um, or you're sharing it to another post or, um, but the more you do, the less you're going to get back. So it really, you know, balancing that value for what you're offering and, um, is really key in right. that as well. Yeah. So, and then on the other side of it, when the, when it's done, um, in order, there's a lot of, um, just for business owners that do want to run this, there are a lot of free softwares online where you just log into your business Instagram account 
and then it'll automatically choose someone who has followed all the stipulations that you've placed in there. So this is so it makes it super easy to do. You don't have to like manually go through and like close your eyes and press a button or you know um, there's yeah. there's ways to automate it that are really easy. Just Google around and you'll find some. Um, just yeah. for you know business owners that want to get involved in that. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, tools like that that'll help you kind of streamline your giveaway process and keep track of every every entry, like you said, so you don't have to manually go. I mean, that's a job in itself. It would take months, <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, you know, look at your look at your options, and you know, maybe we can put a little uh, put a little link somewhere in this description on uh, what we can recommend as far as tools for that. Um, but, you know, I think it's also important to determine what you want to give away. Um, you know, there's a lot of different options there. And obviously, it's based on businesses, like I said before. But, you know, you could do an exclusive uh, – you can ex- do an exclusive deal just for the giveaway, you know, a percentage off, a discount. Or you can do a bundle of something at a discount. Um, just, you know, this goes back to understanding your target audience. What do they want? You know what I mean? And uh, figuring yeah. that out and doing the giveaway – with that in mind is a win. Yeah. And even doing something not even remotely connected to your business, I've seen done. So giving away mm, yeah. a vacation, you know, I've seen that done many times. Um, cause it, it could just be, you know, if your brand is something like, you know, Coca-Cola, then <laughs> everyone drinks Coca-Cola for the most part, you know, unless you're super health yeah. conscious, which is understandable. But, um, you know, they might want to do, they might want to do a, a free vacation and they're going to, you know, get a audience from a large portion, you know, a large portion of the mm-hmm. audience. So, um, you know, like yeah. what you're saying, just figuring out what's the best route, um, for your business and your, your sector. So, yeah, I like the, I like the, um, the element of, Hey, look, we're, we're doing a giveaway, but we're not, you know, this is not for our services. We want to genuinely give you a good, a good time which is cool because i mean, for example you know at the our law firm client you know we they have a lot of different advertising partners in denver and one of them is a is a racetrack bandemir sweet speedway shout out to bandemir speedway uh, and uh they advertise there and you know we thought hey like they have a good following on social media and um this goes into also partnering with a bigger account on social media to do a giveaway um you don't always have to host it on your own but so we kind of created a little campaign that in a giveaway that was uh, two free ticket or three free tickets to uh, a Bandemir Speedway event, and it caused a whole bunch of hype. And it was really cool because you know everybody in Denver loves Bandemir, and you know we were able to host it on their page and ours as well. And it was really cool for um, that winner to go to that event. And now we have that brand awareness in their mind and trust in their mind, and you know also we gained a lot of followers. So. Just uh, being able to, you know, pull from similar brands, you know, that complement each other. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's really key. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You got to find that partner. And, yeah. The law yeah. firm that we were working with that was partnered with Bandamir is um, also partnered terrestrially through the terrestrial yeah. marketing. So they have, they have banners there um, as well. So it's a, you know, the connection is there prior to doing the giveaway. So it makes sense to do the giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I think... To kind of close up this topic, uh, one of the things that I've seen with some of these giveaways as well is in the terms and conditions, you put that that person has to post, like the winner has to post like, hey, I'm stoked that I got this. And like, obviously we talk about not wanting to be too salesy, so be careful with that. But um, yeah, again, like I think the biggest thing with giveaways that people have issues with are, well, did they actually give it away? Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's that's always been my big thing. Like I think it's Omaze 
Is that what it's called? Have mm-hmm. you ever seen those things like win this free, you know, Corvette Stingray? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and fifty million dollars <laughs> and meet Keanu Reeves and go on a vacation with him for ten weeks. You'd be a president for and a week. It's like, well, yeah. It's like, well, did anyone actually win that? <laughs> right. Or you see this with car companies a lot too. It's like, well, the winner was uh, was below the age limit of of nine, so we couldn't give them the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, so like and share again. It's like, uh, hold on here. <laughs> like yeah. maybe you just didn't get the feedback you wanted. So it's like I always find that funny. The last one I saw was like, well, the the uh, the winner of the contest did not meet the age requirement of thirteen. I'm like, you're what? Like why thirteen? This guy wouldn't be able to use it for three years. Yeah, yeah, you're. But, uh, they're running this campaign with absolutely <laughs> no terms or rules. I mean, that's another thing. You know, you have to. You want to go. You want to. You know, filter out the people that aren't uh, qualified. You know, or underage and. You know, you, so you have to make it clear in your in your caption that you know here are the stipulations and all that. Right. So if you're giving away a car, you got to be over the age of eight. Um, <laughs> you got to be able to. <laughs> you've got to have a credit score of a. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> They'll pull your credit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pull your credit, and uh, we'll want to know where you live, and you know what 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 your favorite grocery driving record and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So just to kind of close out a little bit, I just want to touch on one last thing. So, you know, treating your treating your followers like people and not just customers. I think this is like a really, really key thing. Um, so, you know, hello, consumer, like none of, you know, people don't like robotic <laughs> stuff in general. That's why we really, you know, encourage organic um, organic everything. And that's why we do what we do um, is because we, we take pride in being organic. Um you know, when, when responding, we don't want auto responders. We don't want, you know, auto anything, you know, <laughs> it's like, if we're going to respond to a message and res- or respond to, you know, a comment, it's, it's not, it's, Hey, first name, you know, thanks for commenting. Thanks for your question here. To, here's the answer. Right. So really being organic yeah. with it is, is so key because people's, people's bullshit alert meters are, really really fine-tuned especially on Mm -hmm. on social media so understanding that people see straight through any kind of bots any kind of generic copy and paste responses people see through all of that and that it just doesn't doesn't fly um so being as organic as possible treating them like people um really 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 key people do see through that you know going out of your way to actively engage with your fans and your audience is huge and it's a job, you know, it's, it's tedious, but like you said, organic is the only way. And if you really want to build your reputation on social media, organically, you got to do it organically and it's a job in itself. And that's why we do what, you, what we do. Like you said, Steve. Mm-hmm. Well, we're coming up on time here. So as typical, want to reserve some time for closing thoughts, sure. uh, Steve or Bailey, whoever's the most convicted to speak first, you guys, uh, Take it away. I'll go ahead. Uh, Yeah, you know, we touched on a lot of things um, that pertain to giving value to your audience on social media, whether you're a brand, uh, I'm sorry, a personal brand or an actual full-fledged business. You know, look at your audience, understand them, and, you know, provide that behind-the-scenes look into your business, provide tips that are helpful and, um, you know, consider doing a giveaway down the road when you do have a little bit of a, uh, of a bigger following. And um, as always, we're here to help. 
our e- our email is in the description of this podcast and uh, just hit us up for any questions and we'll be we'll be ready. Yeah, I mean, barely wrapped it up great. Um, we're here to help. Uh, we're excited with our new packages. We've been doing a ton of work on them. I'm um, just trying mm-hmm. to make it as easy as possible for business owners to get involved on their social media. It's um, it can be some of the cheapest return on your investment just because of you know the idea of that something is better than nothing. So um, we're here and we're redesigning for you. Um, we want we want to serve you and we want to um, you know provide you the best best value for your buck. So reach out if you have any questions. Well said. I I couldn't agree more. Uh, my closing thought is going to uh, bots, like Twitter bots. Mm. Um, there is a scary amount of information about uh, bots on the internet, and not just not just Twitter, but Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, all the different popular internet hubs. Yeah, and I would encourage you, listener, to um, just search bots on social media see what comes up i have not done that search but i've done a lot of reading about um foreign influence on social media yes it is undeniable it is absolutely undeniable and even even as a business owner i think it's important to have at least some sort of understanding about that that's something that we monitor here uh pretty closely obviously because this is kind of our backyard social media is the backyard so uh take some time to educate yourself on that i think you'll be very You'll be very interested to see what comes up. Um, I spend a lot of time on Reddit, and it is rampant with bots. Yeah. And um, they're all pushing an agenda, and their country of origin is uh, not always from the U.S. Let's just put it that way. Yep, <laughs> so yep. you're not wrong. A um, little bit of little bit of homework for you guys out there. But uh, thanks again for tuning in. We we appreciate everybody who who tunes into the pod. If you did like today's episode, please like and subscribe. Let us know. Uh, Bailey mentioned our email is going to be in the description of the episode. And uh, boys, I think we're about ready to sign off here. Yes, Peace. we are. <laughs> Everyone have a good week and we'll, uh, we'll catch you again.